These are the sounds of the 21st century. Continuing BBC Radio 2 and Trevor Dan's company's production from 2001 onwards. You will hear the music, news, films, TV shows and people from each year with no hindsight and no looking back, just the sounds. We've reached part 12 of this ongoing series, the year of the London Olympics, a first British Tour de France title and Andy Murray's tears at Wimbledon. The Jimmy Savile scandals rocks the BBC and Syria finds itself in a civil war. Manchester City win the Premier League in dramatic fashion and a royal baby is on the way in the Queen's Diamond Jubilee year. For the next hour, it's 2012. For London is about to cry out with heart and soul. Let the games commence. I threw a wish in the well. Don't ask me, I'll never tell. I looked to you as it fell, and now you're in my way. I trade my soul for a wish, pennies and dimes for a kiss. I wasn't looking for this, but now you're in my way. Your stare was holding, red sheen, skin was showing. right mind would find themselves alone but for a disembodied voice okay. over 24 miles above the earth. Slide the seat forward. The highest manned balloon flight was just a preamble to becoming the first human being to break the sound barrier without a vehicle. Felix Baumgartner, fearless Felix, has made a career out of pushing the boundaries of human flight. We're told the entire event took place in the name of science. And the whole thing is funded by a soft drinks manufacturer. Start the cameras. Felix Baumgartner, why did you want to do this? Well, you know, I have been, I always have been a very competitive person. And since I was 16 years old, I started skydiving and I always wanted to push the limits. And that's the reason why I was working on this so hard. What do you want to do next then? Breaking the speed of light. You won't find I'm drinking on the table. Rolling dice are staying out till three. You won't ever find him being unfaithful. You will find him, you'll find him next to me. You won't find I'm trying to change the devil. For money, fame, for power. 
Oxford began as odds-on favourites, the defending champions a full stone lighter per man. But they hadn't reckoned on a race with such unwelcome drama. Side by side, after eight minutes, Oxford even a fraction in front. But then confusion... What's happened? Cambridge stopped. Cambridge has stopped. And an unexpected, unprecedented hazard. A swimmer passing between the boats, head bobbing in the water. A serious safety concern, enough to stop the race. There was a show to put on, and put it on they did. The backdrop of Buckingham Palace, the area around the Victoria Memorial, had become a huge auditorium. The Queen had never been due to watch the first part of the concert, but other members of the immediate family looked relaxed, suggesting that the news of the Duke of Edinburgh's hospitalisation had not caused undue concern within the family. The Duke, who will be 91 in a few days' time, had seemed well yesterday with the Queen aboard the Royal Barge, looking untroubled by having to stand for several hours in the cold. The Queen lit the national beacon. It had been a night when she hadn't expected to be without her husband, as she will be again tomorrow, and yet she was surrounded by the warmth of this Jubilee concert. The events that I have attended to mark my Diamond Jubilee have been a humbling experience. It has touched me deeply to see so many thousands of families, neighbours and friends celebrating together in such a happy atmosphere. I hope that memories of all this year's happy events will brighten our lives for many years to come. I will continue to treasure and draw inspiration from the countless kindnesses shown to me in this country and throughout the Commonwealth. Thank you all. now stands at nearly 400, two days after Typhoon Bopa raged across the southern Philippines, though this is expected to rise sharply. In the Compostela Valley alone, around 600 are still missing. Communist guerrillas have offered a temporary truce to allow the military to look for survivors. Local hospitals are filled with wounded people who've lost contact with their loved ones. Typhoon Bopa, carrying gusts of around 150 kilometers per hour, devastated the mining and farming towns in the resource-rich island of Minanao to the south. At the UN Climate Change Summit in Doha, a delegate from the Philippines made an emotional appeal. Um, it is about what is demanded of us by 7 billion people. I appeal to all, please no more delays, no more excuses. Please let Doha be remembered 
as the place where we found the political will to turn things around. Back home, the effects of climate change are already being felt. Officials appealed for food, clothing and water as nearly 180,000 people remain in shelters across the south of the country.
Hobbs is right in his wheel. Zagat comes as well. Is anybody, anybody going to get past Cavendish? It's going to be four for Cavendish. He does it. The world champion becomes the first man in the rainbow bands to win on the Champs-Élysées. Bradley Wiggins becomes Britain's first Tour de France champion. It's fantastic. It really is. You know, I never, I never imagined it would be like this. I thought I'd be back walking the dog and what have you, so. Undoubtedly one of the greatest comebacks in Ryder Cup history because Europe were trailing 10-6 at the start of the day. Uh, most people think they didn't frankly have any sort of chance whatsoever, but somehow they dragged it back. It was uh, an extraordinary performance. They won the first five matches. That was the key. That got the momentum shifting towards them. Uh, and then it came down to Martin Keimer on the 18th hole with a short putt. That was the putt which meant that they retained the Ryder Cup. They, that got them to 14 points. As the holders, that meant that was enough. But then even better was to follow because Tiger Woods, who's had a pretty terrible time of it over the last few days, he missed a tiny putt on the 18th. That meant that Europe hadn't just retained the trophy, they had won it outright by 14 and a half points, 13 and a half. First of all, Andy, I hope you know from the reaction here, the reaction on the hill, the reaction from people back home, you've just given us so much excitement over the past weekend. Yeah. Uh... I'm getting closer. <laughs> right, I'm going to try this and it's not going to be easy. <laughs> Everybody uh, always talks about the pressure of playing at Wimbledon, how, how tough it is, but um, the, it's not the, the people watching. They make it so much easier to play. The support has been, been incredible, so thank you. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, Tina. Uh, so I have an announcement to make. Uh, as I said, I have my announcement to make, and I'm now going to make my announcement. Thank you very much. Cue the sad music. So, I'm going to say it. Not the papers or Twitter, me. We're going to leave the breakfast show. We're going to wrap it up. Radio 1 are going to find someone new to host the show and they'll put their take on it. Radio 1 can do that when they want to do that. But this show, it's all about me and it's all about the team. And with the hope of sounding over the top and melodramatic... I wanted to say thank you to everybody listening to the show for giving the team and me the best time ever. She was one of music's greatest performers. Whitney Houston seemed to have it all. An amazing voice, stunning good looks, and hit after hit through the 80s and 90s. Success turned into tragedy. She married rap singer and professional bad boy Bobby Brown. There were stories of rows and family violence. They divorced in 2007. And then there were the confessions of drug abuse, cocaine, marijuana and pills. Her life appeared to spiral out of control and in recent appearances she seemed to be desperately ill. Police say she was found dead in a room in this Beverly Hills hotel. The cause of her death is still unclear. 
but it's left many in the music industry saddened, although not surprised. At the height of her powers, Whitney Houston's talent was simply dazzling, with a voice that will live on long after her death. I remember years ago, someone told me I should take caution when it comes to love, I did. And you were strong and I was not my illusion, my mistake I was careless, I forgot I did And now, when all is done, there is nothing to say You have gone and so effortlessly You have won, you can go ahead, tell them Tell them all I know now Shout it from the rooftops, write it on the eight days of conflict, Gaza has been trying to get back to normal, whilst Israeli troops on the border have, for now, relaxed their guard. Many Palestinians spent the night celebrating the fact that the ceasefire had been agreed. They believe it's a victory for Hamas. The Israeli Defence Force says three rockets were fired from Gaza overnight, but the truce appears to be holding. At the UN, representatives from both sides welcomed the news but they also made clear their reservations. We hope that this ceasefire will be a ceasefire in which Israel will not continue to attack our people who are not in need of more options of war and destruction. Israel hopes that the last, that the lasting calm will prevail throughout the region, one that will provide years of quiet, stability and security. For the US, this ceasefire brings with it relief at Cairo's role in peace brokering. The Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is now hoping that the Egyptian President Mohamed Morsi can help turn this into something more permanent. The people of this region deserve the chance to live free from fear and violence and today's agreement is a step in the right direction that we should build on. I am so happy. Kanye is coming with me to Scott's restaurant opening and I don't want to make a big fuss about it. We're just hanging out and that's it. Don't you think this clutch is too busy for this? Okay, let me just get a little powder puff and a gloss and we're good to go. The Kardashians are back. Sundays at a new time, 9 o'clock on E! The International Cycling Union says Tour de France champion Lance Armstrong has no place in cycling. UCI will ban Lance Armstrong from cycling and UCI will strip him of his seven Tour de France titles. The decision backs up a ruling from the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, which accuses Armstrong of being involved in the most sophisticated and successful doping cover-up the sport has ever seen. Investigators say he used performance-enhancing drugs and dodged detection with blood transfusions. Armstrong denies ever doping, arguing he passed hundreds of drug tests. He joined 4,000 cyclists over the weekend for a ride to fight cancer. People ask me a lot, how you doing? And I tell them, I say, well, I've been better, but I've also been worse. The cancer survivor recently stepped down as chairman of his Livestrong charity, and several cycling sponsors pulled their support. 
The International Cycling Union thanked Armstrong's former teammates who testified against him and said it is determined to keep the sport clean. White men have been jailed in Britain for the racist killing of a black teenager nearly 19 years ago in a landmark case that exposed police racism over their failure to investigate properly. Gary Dobson will serve a minimum of just over 15 years, while David Norris was sentenced to just over 14 years. Stephen Lawrence was 18 when he was stabbed to death at a bus stop in an unprovoked attack in south-east London in 1993. Previous cases collapsed, but to the relief of the Lawrence family, new scientific evidence finally trapped the two men. They were sentenced as juveniles, as both were under 18 at the time. The sentences that happened, it may be quite low, but at the same time, the judge's hands were tied. And for that, and for as much as he can do, I was very grateful. The suffering and dignity of Stephen Lawrence's parents during their long wait for justice touched many in Britain. The courts rejected doubts over the evidence from the accused and their families. The police now say they're looking for other gang members present during the attack. The other people involved in the murder of Stephen Lawrence should not rest easily in their beds. It's about 12.30 a.m., 20 minutes or so into the sold-out premiere of The Dark Knight Rises. A gunman dressed head to toe in bulletproof gear and a gas mask throws a canister of what may have been tear gas into the room through the exit door, which he'd propped open earlier after purchasing a ticket to the movie and sneaking out of the theater. The canister ignites, causing confusion among theater goers who don't yet realize the danger they're in. Where this popping started happening, I thought it was like fireworks or firecrackers, like someone playing a a prank or a joke or something, you know. But um, and then some some smoke started rising in the lower right corner of the theater. Witnesses say the gunman enters the theater, first fires at the ceiling, then turns his gun on the crowd. The terror spreads. Eyewitnesses describe the gunman as, quote, calmly firing into the crowd. Within seven minutes of the first 911 call, the gunman surrenders to police. He's identified as 24-year-old James Holmes, a student in the process of withdrawing from the University of Colorado's neuroscience Ph.D. program. Police won't speculate on a motive for Holmes, who's now in custody awaiting his first court appearance on Monday. There was a time I used to look into my father's eyes. In a happy home, I was a king, I had a golden throne. Those days are gone, now the memories on the wall. I hear the song. 
Londoners have been watching the rise of their towering new landmark for some time. But from Friday, they can see the view from the inside for the first time. Europe's tallest building, the Shard, has been open to the public. This is a unique building. It's the only building I can think of that looks like the tip of, the tip of an intergalactic spear. It's something that I think is going to capture people's imagination and loads of people are going to want to come up this thing. Hi, I'm Neve. A couple years ago, I fell in love online. Turns out my crush wasn't who I thought she was. Not only that, my brother and his filmmaking partner shot the whole thing and turned it into a documentary that was a pretty big hit. Suddenly, my inbox was exploding with emails. It felt like everyone on the internet wanted to tell me about their bizarre online romance. Catfish, the TV show, brand new to MTV. And there it is. The Olympic torch is lit. Dame Kelly Holmes first will run with the flame through over the drawbridge and around here, the Tower of London. They call it the kiss, don't they? It's that moment when one torchbearer uh, lights the torch of the next, so the flame passes from one to another. As Henry VIII discovered, in the case of at least two of his wives, it is the ideal place to bring an old flame. The aisle is full of noises, sounds and sweet airs that give delight and hurt not. Sometimes a thousand twangling instruments will hum about mine ears and sometimes voices that if I then had waked after long sleep will make me sleep again and then in dreaming, the clouds, methought, would open and show riches ready to drop upon me that when I waked, I cried to dream again. Our history is a thriving commercial center, as a place where the people of all nations have for centuries come to meet as a city which never stands still. This history has prepared us for today. For us too, for every Briton, just as the competitors, this is our time. And one day we will tell our children and our grandchildren that when our time came, we did it right. I declare open the games of London celebrating the 30th Olympiad of the modern era. Well, those copper petals are now alive and are the cauldron of the London 2012 Games. In a very different way, fire has brought life to the Games.
for Andy Murray. Goal for Team GB. And he finished off like the champion that he is. And the challenge is coming here from Levy of Germany. They're shoulder to shoulder. And now they're lining up for the run to the line. Who's going to get it? Chris Hoy gets the gold medal. That's his sixth gold medal. He becomes the greatest achiever ever. The greatest British Olympian. And now the celebrations begin in earnest because there is no doubt in that blue corner, in the Great Britain corner, that Nicola Adams has just made history by brilliantly boxing her way to the first ever women's Olympic boxing title. Here comes Blake though, running him down, but he's not gonna catch him. Bolt's gonna do it again. Watch the clock, 19.32. Gold all the way. Blake tilts the silver. Big kick has started again, it looks dangerous to me in third. But Mo Farah gritting his teeth now. Farah is going to make it two gold medals for Great Britain. Beautiful! The place erupts. He's the double Olympic champion. Ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. Why it is as it is and why it exists at all. But, even if we do find a complete theory of everything, it is just a set of rules and equations. What is it that breathes fire into the equations, and makes a universe for them to describe? in first, Oksana Kerr in second, 20 metres to go, the world record is 3.06.97 and this young lady, 17 years of age, is just formidable, charging again, such energy, such power, such speed and bang what a world record, 3.05.39. Of confidence and strength here because this is so so close. Chang and Dave Lee is now taking the lead. Huge try to come on the outside, but Dave Lee has done it again. We have been graced by greatness tonight, and it has come in the form of David Weir. One, two, three goals. It has been his week, and this is his night. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. So when we needed them, they could fight the battles that we never could. Gentlemen, what are you prepared to do? No offense, but I don't play well with others. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that away, what are you? A uh, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. <laughs> if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn sure we'll avenge it. And I opened the door and I walked in and Savile was sat in the chair with the right side of his body facing me. Um, and there was a girl of about 14 with long brown hair sat on his knee. Um, he had his left arm up a skirt 
um, and he had he was kissing her, but what I distinctly remember, and that's the image that sticks in my mind, was the fact as I opened the door, he turned his head, and it was just his tongue that was just sort of coming out of a mouth. Under fire over the ballooning Jimmy Savile sex abuse scandal, the Director General of the BBC faced the media tonight for the first time. He apologised again to the victims and announced two new inquiries into the scandal. Among those, why an investigation by Newsnight into the scandal last December was abruptly shelved. Despite our efforts to make clear our belief that the decision to drop the Newsnight investigation was taken properly, for sound editorial reasons, people have continued to speculate. This is damaging to the BBC and is a cloud of suspicion which cannot be allowed to continue. The BBC Executive Board and I have, therefore, ordered an immediate independent inquiry led by an external expert into whether there were any failings in the BBC management of the Newsnight investigation. Discreetly and under the cover of darkness, Jimmy Savile's gravestone was dismantled and removed. Having only been unveiled two weeks ago, it will now be destroyed. Apart from a few flowers, he now lays in an unmarked grave. An acknowledgement that the elaborate memorial was no longer appropriate for someone now described by police as a predatory sex offender. Three weeks ago, if I'd have said Jimmy Savile, you may have gone with eccentric national treasure. Today, the NSPCC's Word Association went with one of the worst sex offenders they'd ever come across. Jimmy Savile is a prolific, appears to be on the evidence that we have, a prolific organised sex offender and has preyed on a number of young girls and, and uh, other children um, over a, a large period of time. We have inquiries, we have reviews. Today, police announced that their original assessment has now become an enormous formal criminal investigation. Last week, they said 60 potential victims. Today, it's 200. Last week, 120 lines of inquiry. Today, in excess of 400. The police didn't just give us new numbers. They also said that they're pursuing lines of inquiry involving living people. In other words, they're going to be knocking on people's doors. It took me about three yeah. minutes last night to continually find a list of the same names. I have those names there. Those are the names on a piece of paper. You yeah. know the names on that piece yeah. of paper. Will you be speaking to those people? Look, look, I think, Philip, this is really important, right? Because there is a danger, if we're not careful, that this could turn into a sort of, uh, a sort of witch hunt, particularly against people who uh, are gay. And I'm worried about the sort of thing you're doing right now, giving me a list of names that you've taken off the internet. This is the end. Hold your breath and count to ten. Feel the earth move and then hear my heart burst again. Moment. So overdue, I owe 
After six children killed in a house fire in Derby have been charged with their murder, Nick and Mairead Philpott remanded in custody following a brief appearance at Southern Derbyshire Magistrates Court. The charges came as the local community let it be known that they've raised £11,500 for the children's funerals. Jane Dodge has this report. The cameras were there again today to film Mick and Mairead Philpott. This time, though, the couple arrived in a police van, having been charged with murder last night. It was just over two weeks ago, Mick Philpott, his wife at his side, broke down during an emotional news conference. He spoke then of his distress at returning to his home where his children had died. I've actually been down to my our, our home and what we saw, we just, we just cannot believe it. The couple are accused of murdering Jaden, Jesse, Jack, John, Jade and a sixth child, Dwayne, who died later in hospital. All were aged between five and 13. The children had been asleep when a fire broke out at their home in the Allenton area of Derby. has admitted nude photographs of Prince Harry cavorting with friends on holiday in Las Vegas are genuine. The photographs, published on an American celebrity news website, show the third in line to the throne standing naked in a hotel suite. British media is reporting that the royal family is concerned that his security guards failed to prevent the photos from being taken. I probably let myself down, let my family down, let other people down, but at the end of the day, you know, I was, I was in a private area and I sh there should be a certain amount of privacy that one should expect. It was probably a classic example of me probably being too much army and, and not enough prince, um, is, is a simple case of that. The book is part of a trilogy telling the story of a virginal college girl seduced by a young millionaire businessman into a world of sadomasochistic sex. Fifty Shades of Grey sold two million books in the USA in just four weeks. It's part of an extraordinary boom in erotic fiction. Since e-books became widely available, sales have leapt to reported 30%. And the story that's caused the excitement, well, it goes something like this. Christian is standing over me, grasping a plaited leather riding crop. He's wearing old, faded, ripped Levi's, and that's all. He flicks the crop slowly into his palm as he gazes down at me. He's smiling, triumphant. I cannot move. I am naked and shackled, spread-eagled on a large four-poster bed. Not a son of air, 
낮에는 너만큼 따사로운 결선어해 커피 식기도 전에 원샷 때리는 선어해 밤이 오면 심장이 터져버리는 선어해 그런 선어해 On February 26, he left his father's fiance's house to buy Skittles and iced tea during the NBA All-Star Game. And Crime Watch volunteer George Zimmerman spotted him, began to follow him. He's a They always get away. Are you following him? Yeah. Okay, we don't need you to do that. But Zimmerman does anyway. He begins chasing him. This guy looks like he's up to no good or he's on drugs or something. Zimmerman immediately claimed self-defense, which investigators on the scene accepted. We're not going to stop until we get justice for Trayvon. More than a thousand people marching in support of the teenager, whose name is now a rallying cry. This morning, the Sandy Hook Elementary School was full of kids concerned about Christmas. And then at 9.40 a.m., shots rang out. It was terrifying. It's, it's, I'm still terrified. I think I'm still in shock about it all. I still don't know everything that happened. Among the dead, 20-year-old gunman Adam Lanza and his mother, who was a teacher's aide at the elementary school. He came with a bulletproof vest and four guns, including two semi-automatic handguns and possibly an assault rifle, say authorities. He killed so many of the kids she loved. It's a very, very difficult scene for the family members, for all the responding first responders. It's a tragedy. It's a tragic scene. Give me a second. I, I need to get my story straight. My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. My lover, she is waiting for me just across the bar. My seat's been taken by some sunglasses, asking about a scar. And I know I gave it to you months ago. I know you're trying to forget But between the drinks and subtle things The holes in my apologies You know, I'm trying hard to take it back So if by the time the bar closes And you feel like falling down I'll carry you home Tonight Observers investigation in Tremsey and more details emerging of what they found. They saw about 50 houses which have been burnt or destroyed, and in some, the gory evidence of bloodshed. This man described how three others, one of them an army deserter, the others just villagers, were summarily executed, their bodies burnt, and then taken away, he said. The row over heavy weapons is important. The special envoy, Kofi Annan, has said it was a blatant violation of his peace plan. He's asked the Security Council to consider threatening sanctions when it meets this week. The International Red Cross has now formally classified the situation as an internal armed conflict. To all intents and purposes, that means civil war. At last, 30 hours after the bombing, proof came on Syrian TV that Bashar al-Assad 
was alive and at his presidential post, swearing in the new defense minister. The Free Syrian Army is continuing its assault. Yesterday, it claimed responsibility for the lethal bombing that killed Assad's top military advisors. It pains me to say, however, that we are not on the track for peace in Syria. That is an understatement. At candlelit vigils, she's an icon of hope, a courageous young girl now fighting for her life in a military hospital. Malala can be anybody's child. It is not that this thing will stop at one person. 14-year-old Malala Yousafzai was shot and nearly killed on her school bus, targeted by the Taliban. Her only crime, demanding the right of girls to go to school, something the Taliban oppose. The attack has shaken the country from ordinary Pakistanis right to the highest levels of power. Even the head of the country's powerful army visited her in the hospital, saying we refuse to bow before terror. Farzana Abari fights for women's rights. And wow, what seems here in New York as the entire stadium rises for Andy Murray. They get out of their chairs, they applaud above their heads, and they might as well stay standing. As Murray serves, forehand return from Djokovic, it's out! And Andy Murray has won the title! fantastic company with a fantastic worth and the fact is that this country needs somebody that can do a great job when you see what china is doing to us well we're going to lose this year 300 billion dollars to china and they're taking all of our jobs and they're doing it through manipulation of their currency and by the way i know many people at the white house and one in particular and the last person he wants to run against is donald trump that i can tell you President Barack Obama won a second term Tuesday after a race that was primarily fought in just a handful of battleground states. You, the American people, reminded us that while our road has been hard, while our journey has been long, we have picked ourselves up, we have fought our way back, and we know in our hearts that for the United States of America, the best is yet to come. Obama beat Republican challenger Mitt Romney after nabbing almost every one of the 12 crucial battleground states. 
Around 1 a.m. Eastern, Romney spoke to supporters in Boston to let them know he had made a concession call to the president. I have just called President Obama to congratulate him on his victory. His supporters and his campaign also deserve congratulations. The former Massachusetts governor said it was time to put aside partisan bickering and work together for the good of the country. This is a time of great challenges for America, and I pray that the president will be successful in guiding our nation. I remember when we broke up the first time, saying this is it, I've had enough. Cause like we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said you needed space. What? Then you come around again and say, baby, I miss you and I swear I'm gonna change. Trust me, remember how that lasted for a day? I say, I hate you, we break up, you call me, I love you. to be a pitter-patter of tiny feet around the royal palace's sink, and no, they're not getting another corgi. Prince William and the Duchess of Cambridge are having a baby. And thanks to some recent rule changes, it will most definitely be swapping a rattle for a royal scepter and ruling the country, whatever the gender. One of the hospital workers who was duped by Australian disc jockeys into believing the Queen of England was on the phone for Kate Middleton has been found dead. For a week, King Edward VII Hospital has been at the centre of a white-hot media glare. And one day after Duchess Kate checked out, tragedy. It is with deep sadness that I can confirm the tragic death of a member of our nursing staff. Jacintha Saldana. It was Saldana who answered the phone on Tuesday when two Australian DJs impersonating the Queen and Prince Charles asked to speak with Kate. Hello, good morning, King Edward VII, please. Oh, hello there. Could I please speak to Kate, please, my granddaughter? Oh, yes, just hold on. Um. Thank you. Saldana put them straight through to Kate's private nurse who unwittingly divulged details about her medical condition. It became a global punchline. An Australian radio station has managed to trick the hospital. The whole world laughing at the Duke nurses, the DJs boasting of their prank. We were expecting to be hung up on, we didn't even know what to say when we got through. Tonight the hospital acknowledged the toll the prank took on the nurse who answered the phone. Jacintha was recently the victim of a hoax call to the hospital. The hospital had been supporting her through this very difficult time. Mel and myself are incredibly sorry for the situation and, 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 and what's happened. There's not a minute that goes by that we don't think about her family and what they must be going through. And the thought that we may have played a part in that is... The global backlash has been fierce, from online death threats to calls for prison. The DJ's radio station announced it is banning phony phone calls altogether and suspending advertising indefinitely. Dreams like angels, they keep at bay. Love is the light, scaring darkness away. With you, make love your 
If you'd like to find out more about the music and audio clips from this episode, head over to sounds21c.wordpress.com. The series is produced by me, Tom Eames. Next time, it's 2013, the year of the Boston Marathon bombing, Edward Snowden, and the death of Nelson Mandela. A Sounds of the 21st Century continues. <laughs> <laughs>